Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Monsters. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And today we're going to continue with another Halloween mini-sode. We're going to continue our theme with silent films of the 1920s. Today, Allison is going to pose a question to me. Okay. So Lon Chaney Sr., you know, he's known as the man of a thousand faces. He was a really good makeup artist. He used more than just makeup, you know. He used all types of stuff. So one of his most well-known looks is the Phantom of the Opera. Why don't you tell me about Phantom of the Opera makeup, like all the stuff he did? Also, maybe like, you know, some of the inspirations for the Phantom's look. As far as I know, Lon Chaney got his inspiration for the makeup for the Phantom of the Opera from the book. And the book describes the Phantom as being very skull-like, sort of like a, you know, a walking skeleton. So when you see that very famous scene where Mary Philbin reaches over and pulls his mask off and then he says, uh, Blood your soul and <laughs> <ugly> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Very good. And that's the famous scene where the camera, you know, shows for the first time you really get to see what his face looks like. What he was really going for there was a, a skull. He achieved it by using makeup to darken his eye sockets so that his eyes looked sunken in. He used like oversized dentures, you know, to make his teeth look more prominent. And then of course he built his cheekbones up with uh, collodion and cotton which is a really, Jack Pierce used to do that a lot. And I think uh, Lon Chaney Sr. also did that for his makeup on The Hunchback of Notre Dame. If you look really closely at both of those makeups, they're kind of similar. They have the, the really sort of almost like these round balls on their cheeks that really stick up, you know? It's actually quite amusing, but it, but it adds a lot to the uncanniness of the character that he's going for. So those are all really important elements to his makeup. But I still think the key to the Phantom of the Opera is the nose, the turned up nose, because if he's trying to be a skull doesn't really have a nose, right? The skin and the cartilage would be gone. So all that would be left would be more or less like the hole where the nose is supposed to be. And I think he does a really good job of pulling it off by, from what I understand, he used lots of tape to tape his nose upward and he used fish skin or something like that. And somehow that really stretched his nose upward. Now, I don't know if this is myth or not, but from what I heard was that in one of the close-ups of his face, the camera's purposely out of focus because it was such a close-up that if it had been in focus, you would have been able to see some of the tape and some of the ways in which he was getting his nose to turn up there. And I don't know if that's totally true, but it is true that the camera is out of focus in that one scene. Another interesting aspect to his makeup and to this character is that he appears at the ball, the masquerade ball, and he's in costume, which is I find that to be very interesting. It's a very semiotic thing because he already wears a mask to cover his face. So he could have come to the ball just as he normally looks and it would just be some guy wearing a mask, which would totally fit into the masquerade ball. But instead he shows up in the Mask of the Red Death costume. I want to say 1400s kind of clothing and it's all red. And then he's wearing, of all things, a skull mask, which I think is really interesting because that's really what his face looks like underneath. So by wearing the skull mask, he's actually showing the people what he actually looks like. Whereas if he had just worn his sort of generic mask to cover his face, he would have stayed more inconspicuous. I do believe that without his makeup, I, I don't know if that movie, I mean, I'm sure the movie would have been good, but I don't know if 
the character, the monster that he is, which is added to the pantheon of universal monsters. Uh, I, I don't know that it would have worked. I mean, because there have been remakes of The Phantom of the Opera, and in none of those remakes does the makeup or the Phantom really come anything close to Cheney's makeup and how iconic it is. With Hammer, you get sort of like a face with some burns on it. The Claude Rains version also is kind of just, you know, a, somebody whose face has been a little bit burned, which is, you know, that's not nice to look at, but it's not like a monster. You know, we, we see people, images of war, people who have just, you know, have been in bad situations. And, you know, we've all come accustomed to that. What Lon Chaney did in this movie was he literally created a phantom fiend. He created a monster, like an iconic look. And that's the brilliance of it. So that's my answer to Allison's question. We'll be back again tomorrow to continue the Halloween mini-sodes with a third and final question on silent movies of the 1920s. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks.